theitspot.com. You know, all the all the awful female comics who talk about their pantyhose and shit and and uh, <laughs> I'm so upset. <laughs> it's true, it's all true. got a drink good boy tastes funny yay oh i'm not i'm not yaying about the taste funny but why why does it taste funny i don't know i'm i'm yaying because you're drinking thank god fuck tired of drinking alone i don't like to drink alone well technically you're still drinking alone well i don't feel as much like i'm drinking alone if i can hear your drink see what i'm saying I'm not We're gonna be together drink. a million miles away. We're not a million miles away. We're twelve hundred and forty miles apart. Uh, which I think is roughly three thousand kilometers. Wow. Good conversion on the fly. <laughs> yeah. Are you full of shit? It's not as impressive as you think. <laughs> Are you full of shit? Or no, no, it... I think I think it's three thousand kilometers, but I didn't know. I didn't do the math to come to that conclusion. Mm. Math amazes me because <sighs> I so can't do it. I'm always impressed by math and science. Yeah, I know your math isn't uh, very good because you never seem to know how many drinks you've had. <laughs> That's not math. <laughs> well, it's addition. You're listening to Air Out My Shorts. I'm Preston Buttons. I'm the word whore. And we've got a great show for you tonight. Do we? I know, my uh, my uh, late night handbook <laughs> uh, told me that that's how you're supposed to open off every show. Well, I disagree. I don't like it. It's cheesy, and it's fake. Yes. Yes, it is. We have a mediocre show for you tonight. I like the mediocre show. There's nothing mediocre about it. I wasn't talking about the mediocre show. I was talking about our mediocre show. I like their show. Oh. Um, what's going on with you? Uh, what's going on with me? I'm, mm -hmm. I'm drinking. Good boy. And I haven't been drinking. So, it is news, of sorts. Fabulous. Thanks for keeping me in the loop. I don't know what I would do without your news. Because, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you make me feel really connected to the homeland with all of your uh, riveting tidbits of uh -huh. local news. Um, we do have this option on our website where you can, uh, you can help support uh, this podcast. Where did that uh, come from? It's a non sequitur. Okay. <laughs> it came from Just, nowhere. Uh, all right. Just uh, ignore me. Go on. Have your <laughs> have your podcast. I'll just sit here and drink. Anyway, if you if you if you go to our website, you can uh, you can buy the word horror uh, some beer. Or you can buy me a sandwich or uh, 
something frilly for either of us. And uh, and some people uh, have have contributed. We haven't mentioned any, so uh, I'd like to mention some now. We uh, like to thank uh, Daniel R. Horn Fantasy Art. Um, Porn I'm, fantasy art. Horn. Oh. As an H O R N E. Ooh, I got excited about the porn fantasy art. No, but it is fantasy, so. Yeah, but that could just but, mean you know, like pictures of wizards and shit. That's true. Uh, or it could be pictures of uh, wizards uh, banging, banging nymphs elves or something, and yeah. pixies. Uh, also, Kyle Nishioka. Yeah, as well as um, a couple of things from uh, Brad P. No way! Yeah. So, uh, Brad P. from New Jersey? Yeah. Awesome! Oh no. oh, no, I feel guilty. I've never donated a fucking dime to him. At least I should check that. <laughs> yeah, you better check it before I, you know, give him my life savings. Um, Which might buy him a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so those people are ultra cool in our books. Uh, if, if you want to be elevated to the level of ultra cool, buy us something. Ultra cool. That's what the label we're putting on. Yes. The ultra cool, the upper echelon of our listeners. Okay. Upper echelon. I will take ultra cool. Just makes me want to slap you. Yeah. uh, Well, hip swinging. Yeah. Keen. Peachy keen. This rum almost tastes like it's spiced rum. Well, I oh. didn't fuck with your rum. Or something. <laughs> or perhaps rye. I wonder if someone drank the rest of the rum and then topped up, you know, put a little in the bottom of rye. I would find that hard to believe. But yeah, so would I. Wh- whatever, I think, I, whatever you need to tell yourself. I think it's actually uh, just the glass wasn't washed well and there's a little bit of soap in my drink. Mmm, delicious. At least your glass isn't dirty like mine was a couple of weeks ago. Oh my god, that was disgusting. No, and my insides will be clean. Soap's good for you. No, soap is not good for you. Don't drink it at home. Yeah, all you impressionable kids out there listening to the show. (laughs) The word whore did not tell you to eat soap. No. Eat sand but it would, instead. But, but it would make you foamy. Mm-hmm. Then you could uh, do really good uh, Uncle Foamy impressions. Mm. Uh-huh. And that'll mean something to uh, about ten people. What's up with you? Um, I'm um, about an hour. I'm getting together with Angry Phone Guy, and we're going to have a roundtable discussion. And we're going to talk about our upcoming trip to the Dominican Republic, which I am looking forward to. I didn't think you were one for prostitutes. What are you talking about? Well, that's why Angry Phone Guy goes to uh, the Dominican. It isn't for the beaches. It's for the biatches. Well, I don't care. I'm just going as his arm candy so he can get more biatches. I'm going to start charging for that service, by the way. I'm getting sick of being a fucking unpaid-for wingman. Um, well, you know, set up a website. You think? Armdecoration.com. Okay. How much do you think I could charge for that? I don't know. Maybe it could be a multi-tiered approach. Or a sliding scale, perhaps. It might have to be, like, based on how lucky they get and whatever. 
right? A, com- a commission on success. Yeah. Angry phone guy pulls way more chicks when he goes out with me. It's because when I he just, goes out by himself, people what, think he's what's gay. What's the point? Oh, that's true. Oh, well, I mean, I'm not on board with that, but yes, for some reason, other people think so, and I don't know how they're getting that impression. It's ridiculous. He doesn't dress nicely enough to be gay. Oh, well, unless you consider Peter Fonda a great dresser. Well, he has absolutely horrific taste in clothing. Uh, and he's messy. Yeah. Yes, he is. Oh, yeah. Although, I know, I'm just, I'm playing into a stereotype. I, I'm sure there are many poorly dressed, messy gay men on the planet. Yeah, but probably not in Miami. No. It's probably that gladiator haircut that he has. I think I'm going to call the Fab Five and get them to fix him up. <laughs> that he would be a good candidate. Wouldn't it be the best episode ever? Yeah, the only problem so, is that he would upstage those guys. Totally. It'd so be they, funny as hell. They'd never air that episode, I don't think. It would be pee your pants funny. Ooh, queer eye for the angry phone guy. I love it. I'm going <laughs> to make that happen. fabulous. It's fucking brilliant. Ooh, speaking of brilliant, I don't, I don't know. I know you, you, you don't spend any time on MySpace, really, right? I try not to. You try not to. <laughs> Are you ever positive about anything? Is that a rhetorical no, question? I was having a conversation with um, shit. Now I can't remember who it was. Uh, somebody named Eric. He's a podcaster. What podcast is he from? Fuck. Oh, shit. I feel awful. I'm a little drunk. Um, as I'm sure you can't tell at all. <laughs> um, an accidental, fucking brilliant, Air Out My Shorts promotional scheme came up. You know one of my all-time favorite magazines is Maxim. They were featured... I can't remember what the article was called, but basically they interviewed the mediocre show and did this little thingy on them. And in the process of, you know, finding that out and congratulating him on that, um, I made a joke about, uh, yeah, well, I'm waiting for my upcoming spread in Maxim. (laughs) How funny would it be to get our listeners to start sending letters to Maxim demanding that they be the first to reveal the word whore? (laughs) The horrors of podcasting. Uh, we've asked for a picture. She won't send it. She'll only do it for Maxim. They'd be so confused. It'd be like, what the fuck? We're going to offer a seven-page spread to somebody who won't even show her face. <laughs> Not to mention the listeners have no idea if, you know, I could be 400 pounds and have no teeth. Uh, it was uh, Eric from The Mediocre Show. Okay, and uh, it's called po- Confessions of a Podcaster, and it's in the uh, February issue. Which is fabulous. I mean, congratulations to them on that, and it's really cool that, that Maxim did it, you know? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's great for all podcasters. Absolutely. The more I started thinking of it, the, the more I thought, you know, Maxim really is as in line as it gets with what I believe our audience to be. Well, it's uh, definitely, uh, we, we probably don't have uh, the National Geographic demographic. Uh, 
on our side. Well, that's good because my boobs don't hang down to my ankles. <laughs> anyway, if the listeners don't think this is a completely craptastic idea, <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see if we have enough listener interest in making this happen to uh, get Maxim to contact me. If they can make it happen, I would do it. <laughs> I would do it. Well, there's the challenge for all oh, our listeners. To... God, I mean, you won't even go to a fucking podcast meetup. <laughs> I'm volunteering my bare ass to Maxim. <laughs> Who's more dedicated? Nobody. Now it's my turn to say that's something only nine of our listeners will get. Mm-hmm. Mm. Shall we do a story? Absolutely. What do you got? Reaching into the mailbag. Okay, because I kind of have to pee, so should I go now or should I... Um, yeah, go now. Okay. Be right back. And did these speak in ancient time? Walk upon England's mountains green. And did the holy... can hear ice cubes yay yeah well my drink's almost done i just refilled mine i kind of lied i needed to pee and go to the fridge but i knew it wouldn't be gone long man i don't like to drink alone it feels weird it feels so derelict was that it the is. right word uh, i guess you could use uh, it i guess it makes me feel like a derelict it's derelict-like. Yeah, sure. Uh, we've got a uh, story sent in by someone named DG. DG, that's it? That's his whole name? No, nah, that's all that's on this email. So mm. I apologize. We can add it if there is a full name. Anyway, so this is from DG, and uh, it's called Where You'll Find Me. Received in the mail. We never told you about our problems. When you were young, we made you go outside and play, out of sight and sound. We had each grown up in violent homes. We each had the scars of a fractured family. We didn't want that for you. Remember when we used to have picnics down by the river? At that spot where the river bends, we spread our cloth. We played our games. We ate our sandwiches. We fed the duck. You've been gone for so long. Your mother and I visited the river many times while you were away. We wondered there how city life had wooed the little girl who caught frogs in her hands and fireflies in jars. We wondered there how time had flown so fast. When had the vibrance of youth given way to the malaise of middle age? Your mother was a passionate woman without temperance. She loved me more than I could reasonably deserve, and every one of my failures broke her heart. I never understood her the way she wanted me to. I never showed my heart the way I wished I could. It took a man greater than me to care for your mother. My love was not enough to calm her. I am so sorry. Your mother was a passionate woman, and she needed to be loved and understood or nothing had meaning for her. 
but I am a stubborn mule, so full of mislaid principle, and I can, in my cruel detachment, leave her writhing for days. Please blame me for this. Your mother loved you, but a child cannot return a fraction of the love that is given. Your mother depended on me to make her whole. She finally gave up. I told you your mother drowned in the river. When you arrived, you told me you were sorry you stayed away so long. Many lies were spoken that day. Now I think you need to know all of this about your mother and I. This is not about you. We love you. I want you to understand that all of this that we have done, we did out of love for each other. And love can be a hateful thing. We were both so strong-willed, yet so desperate for acceptance and a home in each other. So desperate sometimes that the world is a black place when cruel words get hurled. This is making me so sad. <laughs> it's a joyous letter. No, it's sad and it's sad. <laughs> and it's sad too. <laughs> it's upsetting me. We had a bad fight that night over something so trivial I've forgotten it. The next morning she was gone. They found her on the banks of the river a mile downstream. After I went to sleep that night, she went down to where the river bends, filled her pockets full of rocks, and waded in. Shall I finish it? Yeah, because I'm crying. I never deserved your mother. Now I never will. Look for me where the river bends. That's where you'll find me. Oh my god. That's nasty sad. Man, I hope I hope it's fiction. So do you I. You know, I remember a scene in a movie with um a a woman filling her pockets full of rocks and going into the river. What movie was it? I think it had um Kevin Spacey in it. God, I love Kevin Spacey. I do, I do. My god, you know this. I love Man. Kevin Spacey. I hate sad. I hate sad. I love Kevin Spacey. He's smart. And sexy in kind of a like non-attractive kind of way. <laughs> I would definitely boff Kevin Spacey. I'm sure you would. Will I have the opportunity? Who knows? Maybe Anything once, can happen. Maybe once I'm in Maxim... <laughs> I talked to a guy, a photographer, who um, took, you know, promotional headshots of Kevin Spacey and said he's got, like, the worst skin on the planet and he's really, really oily and red and ruddy. <laughs> Doesn't make me like him any less. Why is that so funny? It's true. I don't know. It just sounded funny. It's not like I was going, oh, I really want to screw Kevin Spacey, and he was going, oh, you don't want to do that. He's greasy bastard. <laughs> it was just casual conversation. I watched American Beauty recently, again. Really? I haven't, I haven't watched it in a long time. I think I'm ready to see it again. I'm, I'm so fucking desperate for entertainment, man. I've watched my Eddie Izzard stand-up DVDs, which are the only ones I have here, three times each. And then I also watched it with the commentary, which I never do, <laughs> just because I have no fucking cable. <clears throat> we should do a video cast. One of these days. 
After my Maxim spread. <laughs> After the word horror has been unmasked. Yes. Once there's nothing left to hide, then we can do a video cast. There's the incentive. How much? I don't think it'd be very entertaining for people to watch us fucking drink, though. Uh, no, I wouldn't think so. They'd be bored out of their skulls. I mean, just you and me sitting drinking and reading a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we'd have to do it as a variety show or something. Absolutely. And I'd have to stop podcasting from bed and I'd have to get dressed. Yeah. See, it's not worth it. No, it's so not. The Redneck Review. This is uh, Mono Imano with uh, Preston Buttons. I'm here with a link. Yes, yes, big link. <laughs> What's up, Preston Buttons? Press this button. Who's <laughs> here to fill us in on his weekend? Yeah, so uh, I might as well just get right into it. Here, hold um, on a second. All, right, all technical go. difficulties. <laughs> so, uh, last week I, I, I go out to uh, see my father um, in this desolate, terrible place. Um, well, I'll start off by telling you about the flight. So, so we get on the fucking uh, plane, Air Canada Jazz, which um, I highly don't recommend. Um, so they fly us out to fucking Edmonton International Airport uh, from Pearson. Then they get us on this dinky little plane um, with these two huge propellers, one on either side, and as soon as they fire up these fucking engines, it feels like turbulence and you're still on the tarmac. So this thing's <laughs> rocking and rolling. I'm praying for my it's, life. You are, like, going to the middle of nowhere. Right? Yeah, the middle of nowhere. So I'm expecting a parachute. So they put us on this fucking plane and, and get it up into the air, and the wind is just blowing this thing around. I don't think I'm going to survive. I'm reading a book. My sister's dry heaving because she drank too much. She hasn't <laughs> learned to drink water before she goes to bed yet. <laughs> Shouldn't she be drinking on the plane, though? Oh, God. We have yet to ride a plane without a hangover as yet. <laughs> so we get on there, and of course, they have a popular babies on there that's screaming because their parents think it's a good idea to bring a fucking infant. Oh yeah, and, and just to, like a little snippet, there's this fucking grown man behind me, kicking my seat. What a fucking cock. I felt like feeding him his fucking sa safety floating device. I wanted to turn around and shove it in his mouth. So, we're on the plane and they take us into Grand Prairie, this fucking... <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think there's 50,000 people in Grand Prairie. And... That's not many at all. I mean, like, everywhere you look, there's a fucking A&W instead of a McDonald's. Um, I think there's 50,000 people that live in your building. Yeah, on the walk to Shoppers Drug Mart, I pass more people. Um, so, my dad picks us up at the airport, and for once, he's on time, and just, <laughs> you know, recognizes us. <laughs> and, uh... Just because the two of you were together. It's yeah, yeah. Well, it's a good thing that he recognized us because if you're gonna go there and pick out somebody's pickup truck, good luck. <laughs> I counted eight cars in Alberta. So he picks us up at the fucking airport and uh, he takes us to this little town that they should call Hammerdville because it doesn't matter what time of day it is or where you're at, people are drinking 26ers. Sounds like heaven. Yeah, something like heaven, but hell. <laughs> so he picks us up and takes us to his store and to his place, which is, which is fine. I mean, I always like being around the family. It's just getting outside and going to these fucking parties. 
my stepbrother calls me up. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to, to a party. I'm like, okay, cool. And so he picks us up, and yeah, you guessed it, a fucking pickup truck. <laughs> and there's four of us sitting in this cab, and we go to the liquor store, and it's one of those towns where, the, oh, yeah, the town he took, my dad took us to is called Valley View, and there's like 2,000 people. And 1,999 are alcoholics. The other one's the one that works at the liquor store. You don't need a fucking license out there either to sell booze. You just fucking, all you need is a door that's attached to a building and you could fill it with alcohol and sell it. So we go to this party after driving for 45 minutes to the party. I realized Smashed. that. <laughs> I realized that I think they're plotting my murder. So I start to get a little sketchy in the car and start drinking the whiskey. And then I just kind of, I'm like, all right, where are you guys taking me? <laughs> and uh, they reassure me that it's a bush party. And I'm like, I've been to bush parties before, but this was serious. Because they just veer off the road and start driving into the forest. And they're like, don't worry, we're going to the party. I'm like, how the fuck do you guys know where you're going? It's pitch blackout. There's dead moose all over the road. I counted 10 road kills and I seen like 15 graves on the side of the road. It's like, holy fuck. <laughs> I don't know how many bush parties you guys have been to like this, but it's ridiculous. So finally we get out there, and of course in the middle of fucking nowhere, in the middle of nowhere, there's a fucking <laughs> circle of pickup trucks with their tailgates down facing a fire. And the whole conversation for 45 minutes is that nobody's brought a bail, which is what they're calling a bail is a whole bunch of boxes that they tied up behind the IGA that somebody was supposed to bring so we could burn it. Not so, like a bale of hay or Not anything? a bale of hay, a bale of cardboard. So my stepbrother and my other stepbrother, Daryl and Daryl, fucking decide to go out and pick up some fucking firewood. And uh, they come back and one of them's cut to shreds. I don't know what happened. I think he got run over by the truck. But he's cut to shreds and he's covered in paint of all things. How the fuck did he get covered in I don't know what happened in there. Perhaps they ran into the Blair Witch. I think that's where she lives. And uh, so they come back with trees. Not Naturally. branches. They came back with trees that they had just run down and fucking pulled along and so they just started burning the trees from the middle and this fire became a pyre and the thing was fucking huge I thought that's where they were going to burn our corpses my sister and I so after sucking back my alcohol and pretty much everybody else's because I didn't want to admit to being at a tailgate party you know I'm in there with a fucking I got my Rico Suave jacket on. <laughs> and your Tony Montana shoes. Yes, I got alligator boots on, and I'm standing around with people that are probably fucking each other and related. <laughs> um, actually, I saw some of that. It was disgusting, but I got it on tape. And uh, I'll sell it to you for five bucks. <laughs> so we, you know, wrap things up around 1.30. I can't even see. I'm blind drunk. And, uh, you know... All the hot chicks are 14. <laughs> so I'm kind of shit out of luck. Are they, are they hot because they're hot or are they just hot because they're 14? Um, and not pregnant. Pass. <laughs> Who said anything about not being pregnant? <laughs> oh, I forgot that wasn't a factor. <laughs> no. They're probably, yeah, 14. I think even if they're dating somebody or sleeping with somebody, they're automatically pregnant. <laughs> I'm having my own. I'm like a flower. Watch me blossom. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I go back and pass out at my dad's house, and they wake me up at 5 o'clock in the morning to go to work, and I get there, and everybody's in the same poor state I'm in probably still drunk I just don't know the only difference is 
I'm still drunk from last night, and they're drunk from this morning. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know, that was pretty much the extent of the trip. I, I, uh, I ate some good food on Easter. Um, I avoided a few more 14-year-olds the following night. <laughs> and then uh, we got back on the plane to another baby and another near-death experience. And, um, yeah, made it back to Toronto safely. I don't have any illegitimate children out there that I know of. Um, Speaking of illegitimate children, uh, you were telling me something about a baby before. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The same town. Okay. So I just thought you might want to throw that. So, yeah, in. yeah. The last time I was at my dad's house, I, um, I, I, I land. I'm there an hour and a half at the most. And I'm just lying down. I'm just going to pass out. And the phone rings, and my dad's wife, she comes over and says, somebody's on the phone for you, and it's this bitch. And I'm like, well, hey, bitch. And she's like, hey. She's like, I hear you're hot. <laughs> what the fuck? I've been in the town an hour and a half. This is some strange bitch. I don't even know what the fuck. So she's like, I hear you're hot. I'm like, well. Dream weaver. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, uh, I haven't heard anything about you, but what's your deal? She's like, well, I'm at the bar. Do you want to come for a drink? So I say sure, and I get there, and sure enough, just what you'd expect from a woman that's calling you out of the blue saying you're hot, she looks like one of the animals. <laughs> it's like, oh, fuck. All right, well, fine. I'll fuck you, but I got to drink a lot first. So I don't say anything but hello, and I talk to her friends for a bit, and I hit on this other chick for a while and play some fucking San Francisco rush with her. <laughs> and uh, after she gets upset, because I, I, like, I go from charming to obnoxious really quick when I'm drunk. <laughs> um... <laughs> And so... Is that what it is? So, after drinking probably 26 ounces of whiskey, um, San Francisco Rush doesn't find me that funny anymore, but I think I'm hilarious. So I go back over to the fucking door number two, the private caller, and I'm like, all right, fuck you, let's get out of here. So she's like, okay. So we're making out for a bit, we get back to her place, and we're on the stairs, and we're making out, and I pull her fucking arse up the stairs, and I'm like, where's your room? <laughs> and she's like, it's over here. So I go, I follow her into the room and everything comes to a halt because there's a fucking baby on the bed and it's fucking winking at me. I'm like, holy Christ. I'm like, what the fuck is that? A baby, a baby. So I'm like, I gotta go. Um, so I run out of there, and she's like, call me. I'm like, I won't. <laughs> and I make it back. I make tracks. I go back to my dad's, and yeah, I wake up in the morning. I'm fucking hungover, probably still drunk. Got to go to work. And then I'm at work. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, now what kind of experience would that have been if there was a baby on the bed having sex? Like, I don't know. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> I, are there laws against? I don't know. But now that I'm sex in the presence of a baby. Now that I'm saying it, I don't know if it's entertaining or scary <laughs> or incriminating. <laughs> but anyway, I got out of there and uh, I never called her. And then uh, probably good because I didn't have any condoms and. Two wrongs, and, uh, <laughs> two wrongs don't make a right. <laughs> and obvi obviously she's capable of, of uh, bringing something to term. <laughs> I don't want that baby to be mine the next time I go home with somebody. Be like, hey, there's a baby. It looks like me. <laughs> All right, I have to get back to work. All right, well, thanks for that uh, redneck update. <laughs> no problem.
All right, this is Link. Press the button. I don't know where the word whore is. Hearing it up with their words. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Peace out. Peace. So, I'm I'm sad for DJ. DJ. I'm drunk. Things come out of my mouth. Things pop into my head. Stuff happens. Say love you. <laughs> send us your stories of 800 words or less. Subscribe and review us on iTunes. Go to our website, theitspot.com, and click on the link to vote. It's so official for me. It's like I'm so tired of being stuck in the middle. Click on the link on our website that says vote, and it will uh, take you to a place where you fill out your email address and you vote, and they will send you a confirmation email. Honest, they don't spam you, so please don't be paranoid about putting your email address in there. They really don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. Uh, it's just it's just to confirm that you're a real person and that it's not a fake vote. Because mm -hmm. some of the people who are in the top ten every fucking month are definitely doing something dirty. Some of the There's people. Some. Did I say all no, of them? You didn't. No. Okay. <laughs> All those people who are ahead of us are cheating. I'm not saying that, but I am saying that less than 5% of our subscribers vote monthly. Yes. And that, my dear, sweet, lovely little motherfuckers, just will not fly with the word whore anymore. So take that. It takes five seconds. You only have to do it once a month, and then you're off the hook. And then you can just enjoy and relax and kick back and know that you did your Good Samaritan podcasting duty. MySpace.com slash air up my shorts. Call our audio comment line at 305-767-4697. That is 305-76-SHOWS. As in, shows me the rocks in your pockets. Ew. I'm too sad to rate the story, okay? <laughs> it's rated D for depressing. It's really fucking depressing. And why would somebody with such a sad tale want to even hear it on our show? Maybe this came from the father and knows that the, uh, the daughter listens to our show and didn't want to tell her in person. Oh, God, I don't want to be the the method of delivery for this <laughs> no no i'm okay i'm i'm saying it's it's total full-on fiction and nobody's sad and nobody drowned and nobody's father is a loveless fuck up and everything's good and happy land yeah wasn't fun at the time but we're all laughing about it now bye good night you've been listening to air out my shorts with Preston Buttons and the word whore. Air out your shorts by sending your short stories to shorts at theitspot.com or visit us at our website at theitspot.com. 